Okay, episode two of just the tip. We're finally be. We're finally. We're finally. <laughs> we're finally here at episode two of just the tip. I'm very happy to say that I've done something I haven't done in a long while, which is to commit. Wow. <laughs> And I'm excited to talk about this episode. It's a very personal episode, but I feel like it's a topic that is on brand for this podcast. And I feel like it's a topic that um, a lot of people could hopefully relate to because it's a very normal thing to do. Most especially now in quarantine where we have nothing to do but be at home, be safe, which we all have to be thankful for because not everyone could have a house to live in to be safe in by the way so you know let's be thankful about this our household let's all check our privilege for a moment am i right people who don't check their privilege oh god anyways that's a different topic today we're talking about masturbation we're talking about making welga on the streets and jerking off beneath the sheet which might or should have been the title of this episode but I'm sticking with feeling myself because um, that one has more political undertones which we should talk about in the succeeding episodes because ah fucking people out there you know some people just don't want to be accountable for the actions which interesting <laughs> all i just want to say right now is vote bitch um so yeah in this episode we're talking about masturbation which is a very normal thing to do and which is something i'm very excited to talk about because i actually did my research on this and i felt like a true millennial or whatever Gen Z you want to label me. I just felt responsible for a moment. You know, I hope some people out there are also feeling responsible about their own civic duty. Ugh, God damn it. Dang, I am pissed. Like, you could feel the energy that I am pissed. <laughs> You'll find out why soon. Anyways, I wanted to talk about this topic because it's really personal. And yes, it is on brand. But before we dig in deeper or we take in just the tip, ooh, I'm still selling myself, just the tip for um, this week's agenda. Did I just crack my neck? <laughs> for this, week, this week's agenda, um, just a few things. My own sexual experiences are my own. Your ex- own sexual experiences are your own. Um, second, I'm not a doctor, nor do I have a background in medicine or sexual psychology, but but I will still persist to talk about this with proper research. And third, we're talking about the history of masturbation itself, um, why we did it, why we like her, why we didn't, and why we should continue liking her. Like, you know, she's like that person you had a fling with and you're not sure if you should date them, but you actually should date them. So yeah, 
that's how I view masturbation for me. And moving forward, like all things, you know, let's get it started. So where did this fucking masturbating thing begin? Um, I bumped into this article, a short article from Thomas Lacour. Um, I think he's a writer from The Guardian and he's the author, author of this book solitary sex it's a cultural history of masturbation which is really really good um he claims that it was invented around 1712 i'm not sure what he was claiming here i think it was the idea of the word masturbation because um to contrast early on um you know just to start uh this is something masturbation is something that animals do and this is something that um we we as a human society have done back then cleopatra has done it um in the bible there were accounts that talk about it as well and um there were even studies about roman and greek mythology and latin art about you know masturbation and all those things but the idea or the word of masturbation came in 1712 as per the study of Thomas Lecour uh, the author of a solitary sex a cultural history of masturbation which is really interesting though if you look at all things that are quite unfamiliar to us especially if you're new to this episode you know it's really important that we look at the history of things before we dig deeper into it because you you get to see like you know a moment of art history appreciation you get to see how we used to behave back then and by understanding how we behave we understand art today so yeah oh my god poetic do you love it do you love the moment of knowledge and refreshment that you don't receive from modern day media i'm just kidding that was like shade Anyways, moving forward. <laughs> he claims that it was found in 1712 and back then masturbation was seen as a disease. And they saw it as a way of shaming and building up guilt and anxiety to another person. Back then they called it as the heinous sin of self-pollution. And it has frightful consequences. God damn it. People from the 17th century would make like really good copywriters today. Like, you know, people today would be like, masturbation, bad for you. Bad that back then people were like, the heinous sin of self-pollution and all its frightful consequences. Like, homegirl got time. Like, sis got time to think about things. Thing. Anyways. 1700s it wasn't really a subject of great interest or speculation back then people rarely didn't think about it as much um though there were accounts in greek mythology a lot about you know spilled semen from hephaestus and um, zeus and you know all these horny motherfucking gods that just needed attention and nearly cost the end of human existence because of their clinginess uh god back then there were also you know cultural contexts 
about um, satir, satires and slaves that masturbated all because that was all they could manage and people couldn't have sex. But in Greek and Latin art, it, it was really seen as a comic or pathetic act because, you know, when you masturbate, you're letting a bit of yourself out. You're letting a bit of your masculinity out, which shouldn't be because, you know, they were all about, like, the macho man warrior back then. Um, and then, you know, in Eastern cultures, there are also... Um, studies about it in Taoism, if I'm not mistaken, if my research did me right, that um, masturbation, you know, enables for the vulnerability of the spirit, if I'm not mistaken, to be entered by unwanted energy. See, people really have time and like, ah, the beauty of history and sexual exploration amazing right like who would have thought that a daily act would have so much cultural nuances behind it like you're in your bedroom jerking off and you know people have gone far for you to have that privilege of sexual liberty so round of applause thank you so much thank you thank you please check your privileges privilege as well daily reminder yes and um the study also quoted a lot of the bible and you know just to summarize it the study of thomas lacour entails that even in judeo-christian times and um the 1700th century people really shunned the idea of masturbation because it was seen as a socially meaningless freedom. To them, it was a selfish act of the imagination, and I'm quoting Thomas Lecure for this, that it was, it was what they called uncontrolled privacy. It was what they called uncontrolled privacy, and like, you really... It's quick to hypothesize that um, in the 17th century, in... 1700s rather or the early 1800s that people will really shun um this topic because their goal back then was to populate um their small towns their goal back then was to really add into the population and um these ideas of liberty weren't even taken into place like you know i don't even think like women could show the skin on their arms back then so imagine how conservative the time was in terms of like really repressing um sexual behavior um throughout my research for um this topic i've seen accounts wherein they made underwear that had spikes attached to it so that when a man um gets a boner um, the spikes would cause pain and prevent them from getting a boner. And then I know it's quite gruesome, but they'd castrate some people who masturbate back then because they saw to it that masturbation doesn't help, then again, with the population to the point that they seen it as a far greater sin than than rape or adul adul adultery, rather. Adultery. Get it right, AJ. 
Uh, there's always a part in the episode where I have a hard time speaking. I'm a professional. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we can't talk about sexual libido and sexual behavior without coming or meeting. We can't talk about sexual libido without coming. Pause for the joke. Mm-hmm. If you get the joke, that wasn't an accident. That was on purpose. Please send me a laugh. Thank you. No, we can't talk about sexual libido without without encountering Sigmund Freud, which is the interesting thing about this article that I bumped into by The Guardian or Thomas Lecure is that Freudian study shows that he even thought that masturbation would cause hysterical vomiting and repress memories of infertile sexuality. It really focused on guilt tripping, basically, um, his study. And he even said that, um, I don't know, so many bad things about it. But that was, those were his claims um, during the 1940s. And luckily, during 1960s, dude, I did my history on this. During 1960s, Masters and Johnson's Human Sexual Response published that masturbation is a commonplace in adulthood. Um, it was the opposite of Freud's idea that masturbation is the end of self-actualization when actually masturbation is a part of your experience toward self-actualization because like, Homegirl, how are you going to self-actualize if you don't explore yourself? And they were like, that's in what? Period. Boom. Freud out. There are other accounts that are also interesting about like masturbation. Um, there's this study that I've read that cornflakes, cornflakes help suppress children from masturbating too early. I'm not kidding. It's a real fact. Um, Mr. Kellogg, please don't get me copyrighted for this. Oh, shit. Uh, anyways, it's out there. Cornflakes. <laughs> the reason why cornflakes don't have any sugary taste to it is because um, the owner <laughs> of cornflake cereal felt like Having spicy food, <laughs> having spicy food or like meaty food or food that tasted good in general are foods that inspire self-pollution and self-pollution is a crime that is doubtly abominable. And back then, self-pollution could mean masturbation. So if you're eating a bowl of cornflakes and you're wondering why it's bland, blame I don't know, people's inability to be sexually liberated. God, pussy power, am I right? <laughs> God dang it. Like, that's such an interesting idea. Though I accept it and I may not understand it, because, you know, people have, have different ideals back then. <laughs> but he, this actually caused a fight with his brother, the owner of... Um, cornflakes Kellogg's that that they wouldn't add he wouldn't want to add sugar because it would it's making me laugh it would cause children to masturbate early on but his brother said that no the sugar is only talking about the taste of cereal 
how can we know if like this has relation to increasing sexual desire of adolescents we don't want to serve cereal that's plain and boring or trivial in a in any way but you know i guess he had his way and and people are still sexually suppressed today because of the amount of cornflake cereals i don't know to share my own personal experience i like having cereals after sex is that weird <laughs> i like this is gonna get personal um i like having cold milk or like cereal after sex i don't know why i think that's just my thing so maybe cornflakes is is a sexual libido repress repressant but maybe it's also a good after sex snack i mean we will never know this article was published 2017 <laughs> god that's amazing so next time if you think if you're a close friend of mine and if you think that I'm being too much of a horn dog today. Um, please send me some cereal to suppress my sexual energy. And if I feel like you're being too much of a horn dog, then I'll leave you be. I'll leave you be because it's your body and not mine. But, you know, my close friends know how horny I could get at times. So I, I would accept and understand if they send me the cornflake cereal. Thank you so much in advance. <laughs> God dang it. Like who would have thought that like the reason why your cereal is bland today is because some men believe that jerking off that it aids in suppressing the idea of jerking off or it aids the ability of jerking off. Fucking hell. But you know, kidding aside, speaking of jerking off, it's not all fun and games, you know. Um, there's a lot of science behind it. Um, you could read more about it, I think. Not I think. You could really read more about it. And, and you know, it's one thing to know an idea and it's one thing to study an idea. But I feel like... Um, the benefits of masturbation in itself should be explored by you because it's your body and it's at your own pace. And I thank you so much if you took the time to listen to this episode regardless. Because, you know, it's something really normal that we do. And um, I did say that we're not getting into the medical, you know, idea of it, but like, just to give you a bit of science to back up everything and why we should talk about it. Um, study shows that men who ejaculate at least five times or more a week. So if you're on track, um, good for you. If you're not, um, at your own pace, you know, jerk off at your own terms. Especially for men in their 20s who ejaculate five times or more in a week, we're found to less likely to develop diseases. This is because... Um, when we excrete semen, um, it helps also release carcinogenic chemicals that are suppressed within our prostate. And it also, it also helps, um, study shows it also helps prevent um, prostate cancer because 
our prostate is being exercised and it also helps with fertility uh it helps with fertility because it releases old sperm or similia semen i think it it helps it helps really release old sperm and it helps promote new and healthy sperms that are good for fertilization or for the population so there are benefits to it and then i know that i'm not a woman and i'm in no position to talk about a woman's body and women masturbating but you know just to be fair since i talked about the man there are also benefits to it um there are also benefits to it with um women masturbation which is actually a topic that i would love to talk about more but i have no experience with um female masturbation because then again i don't have a vagina and it's not my vagina and it's not my body but you know science scientific studies say that um women who masturbate as adolescents are better to achieve sexual gratification as adults and some studies also show that women who masturbate also helps with um also helps with promoting this um i'm searching for the term hold on it also helps the release of the release of tenting it helps with the process of tenting there tenting is when their cervix opens that occurs as part of the arousal process so when a woman tends um the cervix stretches and it promotes cervical mucus so this enables fluid circulation allowing cervical fluids full of bacteria to be flushed out so you know in the words of cardi b wap <laughs> so yeah but if you're a woman and you're listening to this at the end of the day it's your body and your own sexual experience or sexual exploration is up to you and i hope you could explore it at your own pace and then again thank you so much for listening to this um listening to this cuz like you know it's like something so normal A study also shows that masturbation is the most common sexual activity that any person has done study shows that from age 14 to 94 people masturbate but despite the fact that it being the highest despite the fact that masturbation is the most common sexual activity that no one talks about it we're talking about the most normal thing that anyone can do but no one talks about it and i'm very thankful that you're here listening with me um as i share podcast with you about sexual wellness cuz like dude we shouldn't be shaming people for something so normal like come on it's 2020 and you know if people don't masturbate um, that's cool then again at your own pace if people do that's also cool cuz what we do with our body should only matter to us I've been repeating this for a minute but like you get my point already. <laughs> but moving forward um let's dig a little deeper with the tip of masturbation. Oh, you know, let's go 6 inch deeper with if you know what I mean. And I think this is the area where I could share my own 
where I could share my own sexual experiences with you and this is the part where I get intimate with you you know what I'm saying ew that sounded creepy <laughs> this is the part where I could get intimate with you because masturbation is not just good for you it's good for your sexual partner too so many of you know that um, I identify as queer and you're one of my sexual partners and you happen to be listening <laughs> to this what's up what's good um maybe text me later um but you know masturbation is good for your partner too because there's no risk of pregnancy there's no risk of sti and there's no risk of disappointing your partner or the idea of performance anxiety and there's no emotional baggage that needs to be carried when you masturbate in bed with your partner um I want to talk about this real quick because it's an opportunity to be sex positive. There's nothing wrong with masturbation in the bed with your partner. If you feel like you weren't able to satisfy your partner or your significant other in bed because both of you just masturbated, I understand your feelings are valid. But at the end of the day, the best way that you could really being a sexually active person, the best way that you could really sexually satisfy yourself is having is having open communication in the bedroom masturbation is good for you and your partner because it promotes communication it promotes that part of intimacy that the nuances of body language could not touch because you know even in like body language you know in the moment sex and whatsoever there are some things that we tend to disregard with our partner so you know if you're like me a queer uh queer person of color queer person of color and happens to be a uh, versatile you know because um just to give an overview um people who do anal or homosexuals or gay men who do anal there are positions called to it there's a top there's a bottom there's a verse and there's a side tops are those who do the anal penetration bottoms are those who receive the anal penetration verses could do both that's where i am and sides are people who do handjobs or masturbation as a form of pleasure which people really also shun um being aside in the gay world because you know they say like oh you never bottom or you never top like are you even gay like you're probably still a virgin but you know those those topics um i'll talk about and i'll save for another episode but as a verse person who is sexually active and um there are times when i'm out in a bar this is really personal and i'm really happy that you're still listening sometimes when i'm out in a bar and i happen to hook up with someone i really make an effort to say hey are you okay with side fun tonight that means that you know when we're in the bedroom all we're gonna do is just hand jobs and mutual masturbation with my sexual partner for that night or for that moment and it it really helped me a lot in terms of my confidence um in the bedroom and sexual performance because no strings attached no emotional baggage attached i don't need to worry about if i douche right or i don't need to worry about if he do douche right or for straight couples who do anal you know you don't need to worry about getting your partner to climax or for lesbian couples who are still new and um exploring themselves there's really no pressure to it and i attest to it i attest to it because sometimes i really really make it an effort to ask like hey can we just do side fun tonight because i'm not prepared for bottoming 
and maybe he could also say that he's not prepared to bottom and i'll say i'm also not prepared to top if you're not prepared to bottom at the end of the day it's really important to practice safe sex guys safe sex at the end of the day yes safe sex and sex positivity at the end of the day open communication and see masturbation as a form to communicate with your partner and see to it that it's a form it's an opportunity to explore you to explore the us in both of you so yeah i hope that if you're with a partner and you're listening to this or if you're a homosexual man who happens to be aside i hope i was able to empower you in a way because that was really the goal of this episode and I hope that if you're a lesbian couple or if you're a woman who does masturbation in the bedroom, mm, thank you so much for listening. I really hope that I could have shed more about female masturbation. And I wish I took an extra mile to invite a guest or someone who knows more about the female body than I do. In the future, we will. We definitely will. And maybe an expert on sex psychology because I'm really I'm really positive about this podcast and I'm really happy to share it with you. Sad to say, um, this is the end of the episode. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Sad to say this is the end of the episode. I hope you learned a lot. And if not, um that's on you. I'm kidding. <laughs> I hope you learned a lot and thank you so much for listening. Then again for another episode of Just the Tip. The show where we talk about all things raw, deep, and open because no idea is too small or too big if you start with just the tip. So yeah, I hope after this episode, no go outside for a walk. You know, outside of your outside of your room at least, because you know, Miss Rona is still around, so be safe. Go outside of your room at least. Take a deep breather. And then if things get frisky with you and yourself tonight, or maybe with your partner, then just jerk it off. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. And see you next week on Just the Tip. I'm your host, AJ. And please feel a lot. Please feel a lot. You know what? Just, I'm going to just follow me on Instagram. Yeah. It's on the bio. Okay. Bye.